HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons, third-generation cure masters producing the country's best dry-cured and aged hams, bacon, and sausage. For more information, visit surreyfarms.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil that rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sun in the air. Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. And in the studio today, I'm very happy to have a good, good buddy of mine back on the show, Mr. Jay Zimmerman of Basic Bar in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks, man. How are you? I'm doing really well, man. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm uh, keeping warm. It's, yeah. it's freezing. <laughs> uh, so that's good. You know, a lot of uh, cold beer that needs to be, like, countered by uh, some... By strong the whiskey. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is the best time in New York for... The fashion set, though, because everyone gets to layer on all their accessories, and they, you know, they're like that stupid scarf that they've had sitting in their closet for ten months that they could finally wear. It's actually a blanket. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a vintage poncho. It's a vintage. It's a Pendleton vintage poncho. So don't knock it, bro. I got one. <laughs> kidding. Um, no, it's great. It's uh, it does make uh, bar hopping a little difficult in the city, though. Yeah, I, I will say that. And but it, we've had so much, you know, like. We've been making mint juleps with snow, you know, that we're like yeah. scraping out from outside yeah, and like yeah. doing different like frappes and stuff like that. So right. that's been cool too. And we can't keep, I mean, we can't make enough hot toddies when, uh, oh man, when, when anytime the news says the words polar vortex, people just like <laughs> gravitate. They get their like toddy boner. Uh, yeah, they get a toddy boner. They have to have it. You know? I, don't, I think most people don't even know what's in it. They just hear the word hot. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, yeah, that, 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 that. yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think I've made more this year than I definitely have made more this year than ever before. Yeah, but um, it's it's kind of difficult at my bar because the coffee machine where we get the hot water is like all the way at the other end mm-hmm. from like where I normally work at the point station. So right. it's like it's a whole thing, you know. And yeah, then, and it's tight back there. When you got two people making drinks back there, it's yeah, you can't just be hopping back and forth. You gotta like be ready for it. You know, you gotta yeah. have like your like crock pot of like. Mold cider, you know, right? Or your like a little kettle, like a one of those electric kettles, you know. That's what for, we do. That's what we do. At basic, we have a like we just got it in Chinatown or something. It's like a just a, a, a thing that just heats up water, 
uh, a la carte, you know, uh, nice. for tea or for soup or something. Um, that's easy. It works. Yeah. Well, have you ever made a soup cocktail? No. Because <laughs> uh, you just said that, and now you got me thinking. No, we actually, no, like I haven't a made a soup cocktail. American. This this past mm-hmm. summer, um, we had uh, barracho gazpacho on our menu, which was gazpacho we made with tequila in it, that uh, but that's awesome. the closest I've come to <laughs> a soup cocktail. Well, that uh, actually, that sounds pretty amazing right now, too. Yeah. Even though, you know, cold soup, but that's good. Yeah. Clam chowder and whiskey. I don't think they would go well I don't, together. I, I feel like there's some sort of curdling that might yeah. happen. <laughs> I don't yeah. want that. That's 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 that could end. It could end lives, man. Yeah, <laughs> it would probably be a good idea once. And then. <laughs> you would only ever try it once. Yeah, it's true. Because you wouldn't be around to try it again. <laughs> no, I like this idea. Okay, so we got like a hot tomato soup. You could yeah. like work in some sort of Bloody Mary action with that. Right. I think that could work, man. No, I think you could do that. Yeah. Oh man! Um, actually, this type that reminds me uh, when we were saying whiskey and chowder. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, but <laughs> when I was like 19 years old, I went to San Francisco to um, actually for no reason at all. My cousin was living out there in like the Oakland Hills, and uh, we went. I slept on his floor and just hung out in San Francisco for like two weeks. And he took me out drinking at this bar called like the Bigfoot Lounge. I think this was called. We had this giant Bigfoot, you know, character there, and. Uh, we drank a lot of Jack Daniels. And then, you know, the best idea that I could have... I mean, I was just a drunk kid. And I was like, let's go get some of the, you know, clam chowder and sourdough bowls down at the wharf. For <laughs> and we did, and just immediate belly aches. Just, it's a terrible <laughs> idea. So I think maybe we should avoid trying it again. Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe. A decade later. <laughs> You're the king of the long vacation. You just got back this last summer from... How long? Was it, three months? Two. We were gone for two months. Um, Seemed like an attorney. We all missed you, bro. Well, I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, yeah, we were. My wife and I went to Southeast Asia uh, for two months, which was just like out of this world, amazing. Um, and we like popped around a lot of places, so we got to see a lot of that part of the world. Uh, we tried to cover as many bases as we could in case we never got back there, you know. Yeah. Um, but we actually started in Japan. We started in Tokyo, which was unbelievably amazing. Um, a city, I, one of those cities that just kind of fall in love with pretty quickly. I didn't know if I didn't expect to love it or what I expected, <laughs> but I just like fell head over heels. And um, one morning we were there. We went to. Have you been to Tokyo before? No, it's it's on my list, man. It's uh, I mean, you know, run, don't walk there. It's it's amazing. But uh, they have this thing. It's called the uh, Sukiji, or I'm pronouncing that completely wrong. <laughs> uh, this fish market where they auction off all the tuna for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they do it every morning. And the auction off tuna to all the sushi restaurants throughout the city. And you can go and, like, it's just a bunch of, like, Western tourists who are, like, taking, snapping pictures of these guys just doing their work during the morning. And you get there at, like, 5 a.m., though, like, before the sun rises. Wow. And... That's, you mean, like, that's, like, when I'm going to bed, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but I was trying to be well-behaved, you know? I was, like, <laughs> on the tourist uh, tip. And so we went and got there we're like wait in line we got our little like safety vests on we're taking pictures in this basically giant refrigerated warehouse while these guys auction off all this tuna and afterwards you go out and they have a bunch of sushi restaurants that are just incredible i mean the best sushi i've ever eaten in my life just it's super super fresh and really well done um and we're like kind of plowing through these streets and we turn um we turn down the wrong street we turn down an alleyway and it's like 6 30 in the morning and the sun's just coming up and I see these two guys walking towards us, and it's just me and my wife, and there's just nobody on the street. And as I get closer, I'm like, I think I, Tony? And he's like, he's like, Jay! 
And it was uh, Tony Canigliaro from London, just randomly. <laughs> from 69 Colbert. Uh, yeah, from 69 Colbert. Like, the, could not have been a weirder place to run into somebody. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, me and my brother are here. We're just going fishing for his birthday. I was like, what the? <laughs> I mean, we're just taking a quick fishing trip to Japan. Yeah, yeah. No I, I, know, I know, which is just preposterous in and of itself. But it was it was amazing, man. And we got to meet up, and he showed me around some really cool bars um, in Tokyo. And they, uh, they love their whiskey over there, for sure. Um, yeah. But it was amazing, man. Yeah, so that's kicked off our trip, and the rest was amazing. We did Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, or Laos, however you want to pronounce it, uh, Thailand, Indonesia, um, and Singapore. That sounds amazing, man. It was cool. <laughs> should have come along. Yeah, man. I should have come along with you, you and your wife on yeah, your honeymoon. Yeah, we made it a world tour. You know? <laughs> made t-shirts. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Yeah, man. You know, fire them out with one of those t-shirt cannons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Point blank. Like, that really... That really wouldn't scare anybody. Yeah. A t-shirt shaped bruise on your chest. Man, yeah. I uh, I almost got arrested in Singapore. Oh, sweet. Uh, speaking of shooting guns, because when we were in Cambodia, you know, it's kind of a touristy thing to shoot, like, old war guns that they have, you know? So I, we went to this, like, random place and shot M16s. It's just a really... <laughs> so romantic. It's, it, it really is romantic. Really, sl- sl- like, slurring, uh, slurringly drunk, probably not. Uh, but we were, like, drinking really cheap beer and, like... And the, their safety uh, precautions are pretty minimal there, but we shot the the sub sixteen. I wanted to keep one of the shells. I think, I think you're actually describing the picture from the show from the yeah. speakeasy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I saw that today. I was I should have posted uh, another photo I have of of uh, like my incredibly beautiful Italian wife with her holding an AK forty seven. Wow, it's just an odd odd thought. Um, but so I kept one of these shells from the M sixteen. And I just threw it in my luggage, not even thinking twice about it. Oh, man. Uh, but it was an empty shell. You know, it was just yeah. a piece of metal. And we get to Singapore, and they're like, sir, you need to come with me. And we go to like to the police station in the airport, and they like go through all my bags. And they're like, why do you have a bullet? And I'm like, it's an empty shell. Like, I forgot about it. This was weeks ago at this point. You know, and they wrote me up this whole summons. And they're like, you know, if you ever come in with any kind of ammunition again, you'll be immediately imprisoned and not, in, not allowed to come back here. <laughs> So, Holy shit! Yeah, I would. I mean, I don't know. It's it funny in hindsight. I guess. Wow, man, I would have been sweating bullets. No, uh, funny. Uh, Badoon Ching, <laughs> Damon, <you> dog. <laughs> uh, you you traveled a lot this past year. I feel like you were all over the United States at least. Yeah, I well, I just got back from Mexico. Uh, oh, a lot of a lot of beer, cheap beer there. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was. I was in Cabo, which was hilarious. Yeah, um, you know, I've never. I was. Been. I was hoping I could run into. Uh, you know, Sammy Hagar at some point, but uh, never happened. And it's amazing. Did how... you did you approach random people on the streets asking me if they were Have you Sammy seen Hagar? this man? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this rock icon? It's putting up like wanted posters. Sammy, yeah. I, I did buy a bunch of cheap uh, friendship bracelets. It was fun. That's um, nice. And you know, uh, there you know there was a I, I was on a dance competition on a booze cruise. <laughs> Yeah, did you uh, win? Sunset Bruce Cruz. I won, yeah. Yeah, you did. I won Sexiest Man on the Boat. That's... <laughs> it was really ridiculous. <laughs> and it was like That's an all-you-can-drink really booze cruise. That's terrific, yeah. To watch the sunset over the, you know, through the arc yeah. uh, in um, uh, Cabo San Lucas. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Yeah. Just really, and like high-quality booze. It was, really. it was strange. It yeah. was, I gotta I had to say that. There's a lot of, uh, what would... I can't remember what the hell it was. What I think it was like three pipers or something like that. It was like everywhere. And I was like, why? Why this particular brand? But it's like it's strange how brands yeah. get placed in, in places. For but, sure. 
But uh, yeah, lots of uh, Bohemias and and uh, some good mezcal. That's for sure. Right. But uh, yeah, outside of that, just uh, you know, went to Portland Cocktail Week. Saw your brother. Cool. We got with him a few times. That was great. Over at uh, the Woodsman. The Woodsman Tavern. Yeah. That, yeah. That place is amazing. And um, they opened up a, a new spot, Ava Jeans, which is I think more Italian inspired. Um, I'm actually heading out that way. This weekend, so I'll be spending Super Bowl weekend out in Portland. Nice. Uh, Are you going to do any uh, guest uh, guest bartending at all? No, no. I, it's just a quick trip. I'm just there for four days. But, uh, you know, I think we have some close buddies that live out there, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Horde and yeah. Jeff Morgenthaler and stuff. So I'll try and catch up with some people the best I can, but I'm not going to be working at all. No, just kind of. Yeah, I mean, at least it's, you know, it's not California. So if you wouldn't have to wear rubber gloves. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, that's, it's, it, there's a lot of. A lot of press coming about, just a lot of kind of backlash, and understandably, I mean, to me, it's it's it, it's very unattractive on a bartender. Yeah, I mean, it, when I see it, I I think immediately something's wrong, like a person has like a bad cut on their hand, or sure, or uh, they're or they're sick they're, or something, or they're using ingredients that they don't want to touch for some reason, <laughs> and I'm supposed to be imbibing them. Yeah, um, it's an odd look for sure. Yeah, there was a. Uh, I think it was in Esquire. Uh, there was basically like, kind of like one of those thrillists, like BuzzFeed, like twenty so and so, the top twenty, blah blah blah. Right, right. And it was uh, basically like like fifteen to twenty different like famous bartender, like like TV and like movie bartenders. You know, uh-huh. there's Tom Cruise from Cocktail. Oh, like but what, they, what they celebrity bartender are you? Kind of thing. No, no, they photoshopped uh, the rubber gloves on all these like iconic. Oh. Like, <laughs> Like yeah. TV, and, like Mo Sislak with a with a rubber. Yeah, cover. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. awesome. Yeah. Mo Sislak had rubber gloves on. Uh, Ted Danson from Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. It was even uh, the one scene from Pulp Fiction where they're in the bar and like <laughs> that. It's got. The, I thought that was a pretty nice. That's good one, one to sneak in there. One time, one time for Halloween, I tried to be Mayday Sam alone, uh, but it turns out you just kind of. You're just a guy with an apron and a cup of coffee. It's really, yeah, it's just really not a good being real skeezy. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break. And speaking of getting skeezy, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll get back. I'd love to continue talking a little bit more about the uh, the California legislation on putting the rubber gloves on the hands of bartenders. We'll be back in just a sec. Cool. Listening to Baby by Brothers NYC on Heritage Radio Network.org.
Today's program has been brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards and Sons. Edwards Suriano hams are aged to perfection for no less than 400 days and hickory smoked to achieve a deep mahogany color. The Edwards name is well known for its world-class aged and cured meats. Their exclusive curing and aging recipe produces a unique flavor profile that enhances the quality characteristics of Berkshire pork. Optimum amounts of pure white fat marbling contribute to a flavor that's a delicate, perfect balance between sweet and salty. For more information, visit www.surreyfarms.com. And we are back. You're looking at. You're listening. You're licking. You're yeah. listening to the speakeasy. You're, look, you're looking at two good-looking dudes. You're looking at two guys just <laughs> gabbing away. Um, in the studio today, we have Mr. Jay Zimmerman of Basic Bar in Brooklyn. And right before the break, we were talking a little bit about the uh, the recent, uh, as of January one, the legislation uh, legislation that passed in California to have all food service. You know, okay, well. The thing about having like rubber gloves or using tongs, that's not a new thing. No, no, not at all. At all. No. That's that's required here yeah. as well. But they're... But they wanted to wear gloves like, all the time. All the time, right. Uh, right. Like, wearing gloves when you're cutting fruit, right. um, you know, and you're preparing garnishes, and that's one thing. Um, but cut all the time, I don't know, it seems a little over the top to it's me. Over the top. It's very wasteful. Just yeah. thinking about all the cross-contamination, for one... Anytime you pick up a dirty glass, yeah. you've got to change gloves. Yeah. Anytime you... And, and that's not going to happen. You it's know? not going to happen. And that's exactly. going to lead to somebody who thinks he's being clean because he's wearing gloves. Oh, yeah. He'll go, gonna, like, handle oysters worse. and then make your yeah. drinks. Like, what's yeah. the difference, you know? I mean, going back to that clam chowder, you know, whiskey thing. <laughs> clam chowder and whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, yeah, well, let's not do that. That's what no. we decided in the first half of the show. Let's not do that. Let's yeah. not do the clam <laughs> yeah. chowder cocktail. I think we could just, we could take that all the way through, though. You know, the clam yeah. chowder whiskey cocktail isn't a, an analogy for the legislation in California. <laughs> it's just a bad idea. Yeah. Seems good on the surface. Probably you like both tastes. Yeah. But together, <laughs> not a positive thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, I mean, yeah. Whatever it's, I you know I'm going out next month to go visit my my brother just moved to San Francisco mm-hmm. um, about a month ago and I'm going to go visit him in a month and nice. you know I, I knew that I was going to be going to visit him soon after he moved but I didn't really know that this was going in effect because I was planning on doing some guest shifts out there at some different bars cool and uh, and now it's like I just don't want to right. <laughs> I don't well, want to I mean are people this may be a silly question, but are people actually doing this? Are they actually <clears throat> putting the gloves on and, and bartending all night with them? I have no idea. It'd be... I, it seems like something that, you know, it's a law that yeah. people kind of skirt a little bit. It seems like it would be to me, but... Um, I think I think there's a lot of discretion yeah. to be used. You know, like, for instance, I, I think using tongs for garnishes is fine. There are yeah. certain things, like pulling mint leaves, you know, to throw in a mojito or a mint julep to muddle that's one thing but of course that's something I guess you could do ahead of time mm-hmm. it's just there's something to me about like it's not so much the fruit handling it's the herb handling and that doesn't seem like something that you can really do with tongs so you're going right. to have to use gloves when you're doing a la minute but I also don't like pulling mint leaves ahead of time you know like right. at the beginning of the ship because they just get weird 
They get yeah. They get, get like the Black Death from the bottom up. Yeah, it's very strange. So they, uh, you know, there's nothing like. I don't know. It, it just to me, it seems like a really. Uh, just it's gonna like waste a lot of time and waste a lot of. It's gonna waste a lot of latex and rubber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Crazy. Uh, it's a feel thing too, though, man. I mean, yeah. uh, it's 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 weird. Um, I don't really want to go into the, making like a condom analogy here, but it's like uh, <laughs> well, I, you I, already I, did. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. I um, I, gr- I grew up playing hockey, for instance, and like. I used to love playing hockey with like the actual wooden hockey sticks, yeah. you know, not these like composite graphite things because I liked the way it felt, you know. And when I bartend, I don't want a glove between my hand and the spoon when I'm stirring or when I'm shaking, you know. Um, it's yeah. just an odd. It would just throw me off just because it's not what I'm used to. And also, when you're handling a knife or an ice pick, yeah. you know, like you say, you're carving a nice uh, ball or like a For big instance, chunk of yeah. ice, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, like that's it's. It's going to be a lot more slippery. Like, yeah, it's going to be tough. Cut. It's going to make life a lot tougher. And, and we're talking about it from you know the uh, the side of the business that you and I kind of employ. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like, it, it would be strange to me if I walked into a, a good dive bar <laughs> and someone puts on a, a pair of gloves to open up a you know, a rolling rock for me and be like, "What? Well, where's that bottle been? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that you you can't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm putting it to my lips." <laughs> Um, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, uh, it's very strange, man. I, I hope it uh, is is amended to something that's a little bit more feasible, and it kind of stays on the West Coast. It doesn't come out here. Well, apparently they tried doing it in Portland a few years ago. Oh, really? But it, it, it they put the kibosh in that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you uh, totally off subject? Do you got big plans for Super Bowl weekend here in New York City? Man, I do not. Come on, you're not like you're not playing the halftime show. You're you're not like having a, having a chili cook off or nothing. I'm probably gonna go go to my friend's bar and check. You know, just like watch, hang out. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not doing anything at home because I know better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know anytime I host, it's uh, yeah, just a mess. Just, yeah. Like and you know, we're really big into dips at our parties. You know, it's yeah. the, the greatest food of all time. <laughs> dips, dip in yeah. general, just any kind. No, of dip. I. Uh, whenever people ask me what my favorite food is, I just say sandwiches. <laughs> like, what kind? I'm like, no, just just in general sandwiches. sandwiches. I just like sandwiches. I'm, I'm, I'm just a, I'm really partial to yeah, them. But, di- but you're partial to dip, and so we'll, dip, man. Because we'll, it's not it's not just about the dip. It's about what you to dip into. Not just chips. I'm I'm presuming. I mean, oh, you no, would no, go no, all no, over no. the place. Yeah, you, you do the, the 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 normal like crudite, but you know, like say you know little pizza pizza huh. uh, uh, sticks or something. Yeah, yeah. Dip that into something okay. else. You just church what, it up. What you know? do you think uh, is the weirdest dip and dip accoutrement combo you've ever created? Um, I did one time just dump. I dipped a whole bottle of Underberg into a beer <laughs> and slammed it. That's probably the weirdest. That's good, though. You can't I mean, do that in California. No, not with that gloves on. <laughs> um, but that was that was pretty good. I mean, that that you know, yeah, it was more of a drink dip yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, oh, there was one time that I did. I was eating at at my bar at Prime Meats, mm-hmm. and I was having a steak at brunch, and I thought, you know what, it'd be really good with this steak. Just a glass of old Overholt rye on the side. I'll just dip that dip in there. In. That's really smart, and I'm sure towards the end it was even better. It, then I, yeah, I. Yeah, I finished the whiskey after it was. It grossed a lot of people out, but you I know. don't. I think that's great. I think it's great. I think there were people applauding. Like there were people crying. You know, you should serve it like that. 
I think so. Maybe some salt, like a little salted bourbon. Oh, yeah. Something your steak in there. That sounds great. Oh, man. You know, there's a lot of salt on bourbon right now. Oh. Oh, you like that? I do like that. <laughs> Segway. Ooh. Turn that corner. Uh, there's a, a, an assault on bourbon right now. I we, feel like we're running out of things. We're we are things. running out of everything. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look back, you know, uh, about, you know, six, seven years ago when, when American whiskey started being, you know, coming into the spotlight and mm-hmm. being popularized so much, we didn't really have the supply back then to turn it into the next thing, you know? Right. And it takes time to age these to spirits. It, yeah. And, I remember I was talking with uh, Parker Beam three years ago and I was talking to him about like you know the the every fall how we have a drought of Rittenhouse rye all of a sudden he said they realized that production was going to need to go up because of the cocktail movement and like the whiskey movement and all this stuff and the American whiskey popularization Mm -hmm. and now we've gotten to the point where we're starting to see that gap from like when the supply runs out to where it comes back on the market it's gotten much smaller so the time you know, where we used to even be able to uh, substitute, you know, Wild Turkey 101 rye. That's not even around anymore, you know? Well, it's back. Like, it's back now. Well, I mean, like, yeah. it hasn't been for a yeah, while. But, yeah, but, yeah, you're right, though. I mean, the, the gap is getting smaller and smaller. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, it was happening even to, like, the, the massive brands, like Woodford Reserve, I remember. Uh, they ran out of stock because they didn't anticipate being so popular 10 years yeah. later, later when they started making it. Um so, I mean, no one's really safe from it. Even Maker's Mark, you know, they tried yeah. to lower their proof so they could stretch out their product. Right, There was right. a huge backlash on yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. And they, and they reneged on it, right? They ended yeah. up not doing it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think, uh, where, where, what are we going to do about this whiskey situation? Where do we go to as connoisseurs of drinks and cocktails? Like, do we go to the smaller batch brands? That well, I think that's by? where it's going. Um, and I, I noticed this, you know, we're kind of in... Um, a, a really fun place. I mean, geographically, uh, with small batch brands, I think we'll start turning towards um, it's like smaller production, younger whiskeys, mm-hmm. um, like three to five years old, that are being produced now. You know, and they'll be a little bit more readily accessible. And then the other things, when they come along, it'll be great. Um, but we won't be able to rely on them as much. You know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the crux of of uh, you know good booze becoming so popular. Is that it? You know, everyone buys it. Yeah, and we kind of did it to ourselves, right? Yeah, definitely. And you know, I, it's hard to get angry when they run out of Buffalo Trace, but because you're like, well, like damn, I, mean, I can that's also my house I, poor, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to have it, but I can also get it at you know fifty more restaurants in New York now true. than you could five years ago. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we kind of did it to ourselves, but I think you know. I think. The responsible thing to do right now, like I, it, even though there, there's so many more whiskey collectors out there that maybe aren't necessarily drinking it, just collecting it. You know, I know mm-hmm. I collect whiskey yeah. too, yeah. Um, as I know you do as well. You know, but we typically will open it up and share it with friends. Yeah, that's the that's the point of a lot of that. Um, but I think the re- really responsible thing to do for people who just enjoy having cocktails and, and fine spirits is start looking. And other categories. I think, you know, yeah. rum is a great category for that because, Jesus. Yeah. There's a lot of rum in the world. Right. And it comes there's from tons everywhere. of rum and tons of incredibly good rum. Like good sipping rum. don't know about. You yeah. know? I mean, our our mutual friend, our buddy Brian Miller, uh, I mean, that guy could just talk to you about, like, rums that I've never heard of 
for days, and he's like, but it's, they're so beautiful, you know? Yeah. And they're out there. Yeah. Um, they're maybe not as readily accessible, but but I think people should start looking to other other categories, man. Well, rum's also a fun category anyway, because it, a lot of them you can't get in the United States, so yeah. it's like one of those things, anytime you travel internationally, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll stock up on Havana Club, you know, right. or, you know, something like Ron Caney, or just anything weird that, right. you know, I can't get in the United States. And even when you go to, like, if you go to smaller islands, oh, um, yeah. like, they'll get, even if it's kind of cheaper rum, they'll get rum and they'll flavor it themselves, you know, and you get these, like, really kind of funky rums that people are making in their restaurants, and, um, you know, my parents uh, go on vacation to the same place every year, and they have for the 30 years, and they they make vanilla rum specifically on the side. They just get rum from Martinique and just throw vanilla pods in it, and my dad just goes bananas for it. It's amazing, you know? Um but I think you can find that in all kinds of places. Yeah, you know, uh, people just flavoring with local flavors, or or just producing smaller. When in rum, right? when in rum. You know? <laughs> oh boy, ah, jeez, <laughs> you're all over. You're a very punny guy today. Yeah, I haven't even had my coffee yet. Really? Yeah, just this one beer. Just woke up. <laughs> just woke up. Just bro. woke up. Three. <laughs> <laughs> the crack of noon. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but I think that that is to the point that you're you're getting at I think it's really important you know especially you know if you if you're in a place and you find something that's cool there it's it's definitely so much fun to like I love going to to Texas because mm-hmm. you know I'll get some of the Balcones whiskeys they get some of the like local spirits yeah I mean like I don't yeah. drink vodka but there are some damn good vodkas being produced there it's hard to ignore it though man I mean vodka is one of those things that it, it's perpetually around yeah. you know and it's so I guess, I'm not gonna say easy to make because I don't think liquor good liquor is easy to make but uh on the scale of difficulty when distilling i think it's you know on the lower end so you can get pretty good vodka you know around the world you I can think, get really like i think it comes down to how you rock drink it good too. stuff too yeah, absolutely but um but you know like the like the vodka that the 86 company makes the mm-hmm. aylesbury duck like it's good it's good vodka you yeah. know what i mean um and then we have lots of friends that rep good vodka brands yeah. But and Tito is a great example from Texas. Sure. Know? Just he was making vodka for his buddies and his family and then kind of just took off. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, and that's the way small brands should happen, I think. I think the the there's an art to drinking vodka though. Yeah. You know, I I think I don't know that I've ever done it properly. I think I think, you know, chilled like, yeah. just like ice Russian cold. style, just boom, like right. straight out of the bottle. Right, right, right. Or on the rocks, you know. I mean uh-huh. back when I was really into shochu and soju like you know that you drink it on the rocks I mean, very similar very similar spirits <laughs> exactly um, well the, the flavors are so delicate you can't you can't go crazy mixing it right but i mean right. i think you know martini is fine and, and places like in, in like hong kong for example like they drink that's how they drink shochu right or mm-hmm. in japan or china um they drink it just neat and cold yeah right um yeah, I remember, you know... For, or maybe not even cold. Not even cold, <laughs> just room temperature. Years ago, or they may still do this, I don't know. Not that I don't go there, but uh, I don't drink quite like I used to. Um, but employees only, their house shot was just in a deep freezer, uh, stoly black label, you know? And just ice cold and kind of viscous and delicious, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I don't know. I've never been one of those bartenders to be like, you know... Forget vodka. It's terrible. It's terrible. I think it has its place. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, 
But I think our place right now yeah. is at the bar drinking some whiskey. Yeah. Before we run out completely. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Jay, dude, thanks for coming on the show again. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Um, of course, the door's always open. And uh, swing by anytime, man. Thank you, brother. It's and, always great to see you. Absolutely. And uh, be sure to go visit Jay and the crew over at Basic in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. That's us. All right. We'll see you next week. Cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your man, rock so and roll, Lord. Knows that country music's gonna save Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website, or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.